You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. I'm Gab McRoberts. And I'm Jody Phelps. Thanks for joining us for the Fayetteville 411. Today, we've invited Chief Gina Hawkins from the Fayetteville Police Department and Chris Colley, Director of the City's Economic and Community Development Department. They're here to talk about a new microgrant program that will reduce crime, and it's going to be available to help local residents and nonprofits. Welcome to the Fayetteville 411. Thank you for having me. I was super excited. Yeah, we're really happy to be here to talk about this today. We're really glad you're here. And so innovative crime reduction is something, Chief, we know you're passionate about. And I want you to start us off by telling us a little bit about the program and the idea behind the microgrant program. Okay, so um, last summer when we started um, seeing a rise in violent crime, um, we we do our best to think outside the box. We have our workforce, we have technology, but then we start re- looking around um, the state and the nation and we saw Charlotte had a micro grant program that dealt with involving the community um, in reducing crime. So as we start looking into it, um, we know here in Fayetteville, there are so many community partners, community um, watch groups, or just people engaged in the community and the idea is trying to give um, individuals or groups an opportunity to have some type of funding to get youth off the streets, have an idea for young adults to do something other than crime, exposing them to new type of ideas. So um, I presented this idea of having this uh, same or similar, um, but we tweaked it to the Fayetteville way to bring a micro grant opportunity for our community that way the community truly becomes a part of keeping us safe and getting involved. That's incredible. It's a nice low barrier access to opportunities. Yeah. And, and I think it's important because you really got to, con- there are a lot of people out there with some great ideas mm-hmm. and it gets them involved and gets them part of the solution and connects them with the resources that they might not have ready access to. Absolutely. There are a lot of people doing things right now and they're doing it in silo. They're even doing it without even knowing how to apply for a grant. Um, what was established um, not just educational. So one part of the program is teaching people how to write a grant and then teaching accountability so that eventually they can build upon their ideas or their programs or even work together with another program to get get an initiative started. Um, So it's really exciting. Now, who's going to be eligible to apply for this program? Um, Is it limited to individuals, nonprofits? So, uh, Director Carley, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, thanks, Chief. So, individuals, community watch groups, like the Chief said, Boy Scout, Girl Scout troops, anybody who is interested in lending a hand towards community violence reduction. The only folks who cannot apply for this are large nonprofits that have a budget over 100000 or for-profit businesses. And because they have a lot of resources they have access to already yeah. when they go into a program like this. Well, exactly. And, and then there's the, the aspect that Chief mentioned about the community capacity building, too. And so we want to raise up some of those folks that are really passionate and working in the community and help them partner together to create some organizations that do this kind of work year round. Nope. I, I give an example. Um, me growing up, my parents worked. So uh, my, me and my siblings were home. We didn't have anything to do. But there was a track team that had a coach that went and drove and picked us all up. So that's a cost to get us in something structured. And eventually we became, um, we, we weren't idle. 
We became um, stronger together. And that was someone in the community reaching and um, having some type of activity for the youth to do. It can be as small as that as one person having an idea that they're, they're taking on the cost themselves. Or it can be a program that exists already um, in the community that they want to expand and make it a little bit a little bit bigger. So, Now, when is this uh, grant program open up? Uh, and where can people go uh, uh, to, to, to apply? And then how is the, this grant process going to be selected? What are some of the criteria you're going to be looking at? Sure. So first off, the application will go live on May 2nd. It'll be on the city's website. You can get there at www.fayettevillenc.gov slash microgrant, or you can get there from the Economic and Community Development homepage. As far as who is eligible to apply and what the kind of types of programs and things that I think we're really looking for innovative solutions from the community, but some of those ideas that we have out there right now are that conflict and resolution. Resolution, yeah. Um, The, you know, community crime prevention, so those neighborhood watch groups, things like that. Opportunities for kids and families and parents to get out and be in the community. Um, And uh, really working towards like some stability and addressing upward mobility with with communities that have some of the higher crime rates in the city. So although the application will not open to maybe the first of May, the manual of all everything that we're talking about is going to be available right now. Right. Uh, We're almost done with it. It, It'll be done pretty soon. We're working through the last details of some of the capacity building for nonprofits that we're doing. And we're Mm -hmm. partnering with the FTCC at local community college to help put those programs on. So as soon as that schedule is finalized, hopefully this week, we'll be putting that manual out there so folks can see it. And it's not a big manual. It's just eight pages. Yes, it's very, it's very <laughs> yeah, quick. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not straight it's not, to the point. Yeah, yeah, it's not a tome by by any stretch. And, and we're looking to put on some some kind of pre work workshop classes to help folks understand what what is needed for the application process. Just like the manual, the application is very short and simple as well. It's about telling us what you're trying to do, what your budget looks like, and what you hope to get out of this. Excellent. And I, and I think that's really important because you really want your the applicants to really think through the process yeah. and, and get, you know, dot their I's, cross their T's, and get all your ducks in a row before you apply so that you can make sure you have a successful application and have access to these micro grants. And we're here to help. What's more important to me, though, is just their idea. You know, don't don't be limited to I don't think this will work. Present your idea and explain it. And if that will will keep crime um, down and reduction, by all means, we are supportive of it. So tell me uh, when I'm looking to apply for this grant, what could an individual or an organization expect in terms of the size of funding available? So it's going to be a tiered program. Uh, the the lowest tier is going to be up to fifteen hundred dollars. Um, that'll be for folks who are just just engaging with us for the first time. And then through the second round of funding, we'll go up to twenty five hundred if you're successful with the first one. But if you're a nonprofit or you're partnering with a nonprofit, you can get the maximum amount of five thousand dollars for the grant. That's incredible. It certainly will make an impact for some of these organizations. Where did the funding come for the program? It's um Truly, it was presented um, to city council as part of the violent crime strategy that I have for the police department. So city council approved general funds to be applied to this program. And Chris, what's going to be the ECD's role during this program? 
so the reason the chief looked to us to to help with this program is because we work with nonprofits and and members of the community pretty regularly, um, especially around giving out grants and money and and how do we report that stuff back and and show the outcomes and impacts. And so that's really where our department comes in is is helping to tell that story of how successful this is, but also working with those community members to help capacity build and help put the resources in place that if they want to start a nonprofit, then then we can help them get there. Now, when you hear about microgrants, um, what are some of the advantages of having a program like a microgrant versus other routes you could have taken with this? Yeah, so we give out a, a couple hundred thousand dollars in grants every year already, but most of those are $10,000 up to $50,000. And so for those, you, you have to be a nonprofit. You have to have all your tax filings. You have to have an audit. You got to see ho- who all your board members are. There's a pretty high barrier there to, to giving out public funds for that. And so with this, we're looking at that smaller amount, that low barrier, so that we can get some really engaged, excited individuals who might not have a nonprofit or know exactly where to go, but are out there doing great work, and we can help them out. Um, empowering is a, a, a big component for me as the chief, and I always believe in empowering our community, educating them, literally, literally teaching from the ground how do you get idea how do you get it funded and then you grow it so part of the whole program is the educational piece is the learning how to build the capacity like chris said of even growing and then they'll be able to apply for even larger grants or even go outside if they want to decide eventually to become a nonprofit. Um, but it's truly just um learning and teaching from a community aspect and then growing that or there might be some other organizations that might have joined together and see that they're doing the same things and then they join their funds together for the same cause so um that that that's really what's the advantage of a small micro grant in my view yeah i think that's huge is we're going to have a monthly meetup with all the grantees and and try to encourage some of that collaboration and and networking because there, there is a lot of work that goes into creating a nonprofit, and you, you've got to have an accountant, you've got to have an attorney, and there's a lot of things there. It's almost, it's running a business. And so, um, you know, four or five folks with a really great idea are much more successful together than individually. And so we're hoping to foster some of that as well. Innovation, for sure. Where, tell us again where folks can find more information about this and any last things you want to let us know. Chief? Um, I do, I, if you can... We are being also supported by FTCC, correct? Absolutely. Can you yeah. share that a little bit about that? Yeah. So part of the economic development and, and small business resources that we do is we partner with FTCC with and, and they, they do a lot of small business training. And so they also have a nonprofit training workshop and, and classes as well. So they're specially tailoring something for this program, which is pretty cool. But then they also have like a regular curriculum where you can get a certificate and things like that. So it's, it's really, really awesome over there. That's Dr. Mark Sorrells and, and Kent Hill at FTCC are, are leading that charge for us. But last thing I want to say is I want people to come, bring their ideas. There's no limitation um, other than themselves. So, And we're, we're super excited at the ideas and the, the possibilities that, that can come out from this. And even more excited because we know that that's going to get the community engaged in thinking about um, crime, thinking about um, um, deterrence, thinking about youth engagement, parent engagement. So making our community strong is really, really um, what I'm excited about. Yeah, same here. I'm 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 really interested to see some really passionate folks come together and 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 maybe start brainstorming different ideas and working together to to create a strong nonprofit in our community or several of them. All right.
And if so, if people go to the website at fablent.gov slash microgrant, what kind of information are they going to see there about this program? Sure. So so that'll be where we put that grant manual with mm-hmm. all the information on how to apply. It'll also have the information that we're giving out just like this about what the program's about and what the goals for the police department are and how to go about applying. And then it'll have that link on there as well to the actual application itself. And that goes live May 2nd, as I understand? Yes, sir. That The website will be available with some information on it coming up right now. But moving forward, it will that button to apply will go live on May 2nd. Excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming on and sharing uh, all this great information about the microgrant. I think it's really wonderful to hear about an innovative program that's mm-hmm. going to help connect people who want to make a change in our community with the resources so they can make it a success. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing that information. Thank you for having us. Yep. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Fable 411. The Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city produces for our podcast channel, Radio Fable, as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. Radio Fable is also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at FayettevilleNC.gov. Thanks for joining us.